Good morning to everyone. My name is Tim Bryant. I'm Wilson County Director with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm formerly, as Brother Lynn said, the pastor at Grace Fellowship Ministries, a small local congregation here in Mount Juliet, and I stepped down about, uh, about a month ago uh, to devote myself fully, being led by the Spirit of God, to devote myself to the Wilson County Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I've been now the director now going on about five years. And for about five years, I've been chasing two rabbits, trying to be a pastor and trying to lead the Wilson County uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So he led me to step down and and, uh, devote myself fully to the FCA. Uh, But it is indeed a pleasure to be here, and I also have with me my lovely wife and my daughter, Angie and Amelia, and one of our very devoted members at our our church, uh, Miss Christine Clay, as well. So they're my cheering squad here today with me as well. But for just a little while, if we'll go to the 17th chapter of John. And it is indeed a pleasure to be here with you. I count it an honor to be invited to come preach and teach God's word uh, by Brother Justin. I met Justin a while back. I've known Brother Lynn now and Aaron and and Brian for a couple of years now, but just met uh, Brother Justin a while back, and uh, we really hit it off and had some great conversations together. And I'm still rocking and reeling from the sermon I heard from him I believe it was a few weeks ago. It was raining once again. It was Jersey Day. All of you guys had on your favorite jersey. And I just remembered, I've been praising the Lord ever since when he talked about every six steps that the children of Israel would stop and praise God, to sacrifice and to praise him. So I've just been praising him. I'll be going during my day and I'll think six steps. I've taken about a hundred. I need to praise him. So I hope that sermon impacted you as well for all of us to just continually praise and worship the Lord through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But as we look at our our message here today, uh, the focus scriptures coming from John, the 17th chapter, verse 3. And then concluding with verses 20 through 26. But I just want to read first and foremost, St. John 17 and 3. Beginning at verse 1, I'm going to back up. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And our message today is to know him is to be one with him. 
to know him is to be one with him. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, just thank you for once again this opportunity uh, to preach and teach your holy word. Lord, I just ask that you use me as your mouthpiece during this time. Cause me to not speak from my flesh, but to be led by your Holy Spirit. Lord, just cause us to be attentive to your word, to discern your word, to put your word down deep in our heart, soul, and mind, and cause it to affect us, affect a change in our everyday living but most of all, to increase our most holy faith in you. And Lord, I'm careful to give you honor, praise, and glory. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. In the world and society today uh, that we live in, there is so much division. If we take a look into the church realm, we'll also see division. We see division in worship. In theology, in denominations, socioeconomic status, cultural and ethnic issues. Today, let's look in ourselves to seek to be unified with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In order to be one with the Father, and the Son, we must seek and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. He will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And we see that in St. John, the 16th chapter and the 13th verse. In John 17, we see Jesus here pouring out himself to God and to his disciples, and to all generations of believers who would come after them. He declares that the hour has come, that the hour he was sent to fulfill and finish in completeness. He prays to God. It really is and truly a time for all of us to pray to God the Father. The state of this world that we live in, the country that we live in, everything that's going on all around us, surely it's a time for the people of God to begin to really pray, to ask the Lord to forgiveness, forgive us of our sins, to lead us into all unrighteousness. The Bible says, let a man examine himself to consider your ways. It's time for all of us to consider our ways, to examine ourselves, to go before the Lord in meekness and in humbleness, seeking to know Jesus in a more intimate way. This man, Jesus, that we've heard about down through the years, this man, Jesus, that we've been singing about, oh, how we adore him. He said in his word, if you love me, well, keep my 
commandments. We have to ask ourselves here today, how much do we love him? How much are we seeking him? How much are we seeking to be one with him? Because to know him is to be one with him. To know him is to be one with each other. That is when we kick down the walls of denominations, bias in culture and in race and forms of de denominations or in theology or in forms of worship. We kick down these walls of division. But how well do we know Jesus? We see here in verse 3 that Jesus gave us the proclamation of eternal life by knowing God and knowing him. This is eternal life that they may know you, he prayed to the Father, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. God sent Jesus to die for our sins so that we could be redeemed by his blood. He was sent by God the Father. Do we know Christ? Do we know him in that intimate way? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 2, for I am determined not to know anything among you, he said to the disciples, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. We know him in our praise. Do we know him in his crucifixion? Have we allowed ourselves to be beside him on the cross as he suffered with the nails in his hands and in his feet? Have we allowed our spirits and in our minds to be beside him and take an up-close look at his face to see the grief and the pain as the blood came flowing down for you and for me? And not only knowing him in the pain of the crucifixion and in his death, but knowing him in the resurrection, have you been born again? Because to die with him is to live with him, to be resurrected unto eternal life. Jesus came to this earth that we might have life and life more abundantly. He wants us to be living an abundant life lifestyle each day well yeah we thinking about taking those six steps and stopping and praising him really every step that we take it belongs to him because it's in him that we live we move and we have our being take just a moment right now and inhale and exhale we're living in him. Death can come upon us in an instant. 
I performed a funeral yesterday for a relative. And I've done so many funerals over the years. I've did aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, mother and father. Life is but a vapor. It's here for a little while, then it vanishes away. But then what? Then comes eternal, the promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus. As we see Jesus here with his eyes lifted to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Eternal life comes through Jesus Christ. And to know him is to be one with him. But we need someone to lead us along the way. We need a helper. We need a guide in our lives. We need a guide to draw us closer to Jesus so that we may all be one together. And that God is the helper. Jesus continued in John 14 and 6. He said, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Abide. Abide means to remain, that he will remain with you and I forever. Jesus said, abide in me and I'll abide in you. We have to abide in Jesus. We have to remain in him through thick and through thin. Abide in the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll draw nigh to you. Keep drawing closer to him and he'll draw closer to you. I only preach what I know. And over time, I've realized that by the help of the Holy Spirit, we can progress in our sanctification. And it comes by the Holy Spirit. But to know Jesus is to receive him. Are we receiving his word today? As we examine his word, we have to receive it. We have to take it in. I've asked Brother Brian for just a moment to give us an an illustration. Him and if you will choose someone to assist you, Brother Brian. I'm an old football player. And every time I have an opportunity to Involved that great sport of football. I still love it. But we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And we have a UT guy on this side. And we got a Bama guy over here. Now, do not knock each other down with these passes. Just a gentle toss, if you would. Just back and forth. And they are receiving the pass. And when you receive a pass, if you saw Brother Lynn just then, he watched it into his hands. And as he throws it back, Brother Brian is watching it 
into their hands. They are receiving the past. We have to watch God's word into our heart so that our spiritual eyes of understanding is enlightened. If you'll throw it back. And now as you catch it, we're taught in football, and a lot of you probably play, to tuck it now away. When you make a catch, you are to tuck it away. As you catch God's word today and week in and week out, tuck it into your heart. And then after you catch it in football, the yak comes into play. The yards after the catch. Now you're to turn upfield. And you are to gain yards to score. Thank you, gentlemen. And just like in life, let's give them a hand and give God the glory. They didn't drop a single pass. But as you make the catch, as you receive God's word, turn up field and score. Study God's word. Pray to God the Father. Ask him for instruction. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in life. But we must receive God's word. Jesus said in verse 6, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. We have to keep God's word, tuck it away, receive it, and tuck it away. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them. Let us always receive God's word. The only way to know him better is to receive his word. In order to be one with him, we must receive his word and have known surely that I came forth from you and they have believed that you sent me. He prayed to God the Father that now the disciples knew that he had came forth from God. Jesus was God incarnate as he walked the earth. He came forth from God. He was sent by God. And he said, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours and all mine are yours. And yours are mine so that we may be one one in God the Father one in Christ Jesus one in the spirit of God the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth our helper in this lifetime I don't know about you guys but I need help as I walk this earth I need the help of the Holy Spirit day in and day out. Students, I know that you need the help of the Holy Spirit as you walk the halls of your respective high schools, 
as you live life in this sin-sickened world. But the Holy Spirit is here to help you. It's evident that the Holy Spirit is working in this church in your youth. It just keeps on growing. I remember pictures a while back. That was a small group. And now all of a sudden I, I look on Facebook and they're all over the place. I see that you guys now have to meet in here. I encourage you young people continue to be committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't seek to do it of your own will, but by the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we receive the Lord Jesus and have as you have received Jesus, I wonder if you realize that the world hates you. If you are really in Christ Jesus and you come into worldly situations each day. Satan will show you, the world will show you, they hate you. But they first hated Jesus. Jesus taught the disciples they were hated of the world, but he was hated first. We are not of the world, so let us all stop trying to make the world love us. Yes, we're supposed to show, show the love of Christ but you can't make the world love you by conforming to the world we have to transform ourselves by the renewing of our minds come out from amongst the world and be ye separate we love everybody because God said love your neighbor as yourself as we know Jesus more and more, we realize that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. We look at the division in the world today. Keep in mind that the word says that there's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, but that we are all one in Christ Jesus, nor bond or free. A lot of times there's an elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about our cultural issues, black and white, red, yellow, and brown. Anybody talks about issues with black and white, oh, we get stiff, we get tight. We got to talk about it. There's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, bond or free, but we are one in Christ Jesus. How can we be one if we let there be division amongst us simply because the color of our skin? And you know, some people will say that I don't see color. I do. I'm not colorblind. We were made different by God's design. People of different colors, cultures, and backgrounds were made that way. By God. He said in Revelations, the seventh chapter, that all the tribes and nations of every tongue shall come before his throne. He said of different tongues and nations. He made a distinction. So we may look different, 
but we all have the same love of God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And love our neighbor as ourselves. He said all the law of the prophets hang out for these two commandments. So to be one, let us all love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Go after it. Go after him. Paul said, I seek to apprehend that which has apprehended me. We are to love one another within the body of Christ so that we may all be one. We all have to be sanctified, realizing that we are not of the world. And if you'll go back and look through the verses, verses 14 through 16, we will see that we are not of the world just like Christ was not of the world. But Jesus prayed to the Father, sanctify them by your truth and your word is truth. In order for us to be set aside for God's will, his purpose to be sanctified, just like now Jesus was being set aside for God's will as he was getting ready to proclaim upon the cross that it is finished. And he said upon the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. To be one, we have to continually forgive one another. Seven times, seven and on and on. Because our Father in heaven has forgiven us. We have to know him. And to know him is to be one with him. All of us need to make changes in our lives. In the way we look at things. And not to look through our natural eyes, but the spiritual eyes of understanding. To know him is to be one with him. We must allow ourselves to be set apart. We are sanctified at the time of our salvation. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were sanctified. But we can progress in our sanctification, when we obey him and keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If we love him, we ought to seek to please him. Keeping in mind that we are justified, though, by faith and not works. It's in whom we believe. We have to overcome self. Jesus said in his word to deny yourselves, pick up your cross and follow me daily. Deny yourself. Self is a formidable enemy. Self will give you a run for your money. But sometimes you just got to look in the, in the mirror and say, Lord, help me to deny myself and to pick up my cross and to follow you daily. Keep in mind that Jesus had spent hours 
in this time with the Lord. He was looking to the hills from whence cometh his help, knowing that all his help comes from the Lord. We got to look to the hills from whence cometh our help with our concerns and problems, health issues. Somebody here today may be sick and very concerned about death and dying in your life. But just know that Jesus is a healer. There is a bomb in Gilead. He is the great physician. God cares for all of us. God loves all of us, but he wants us to know him better. We have to be willing to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to prove what is his good and acceptable and perfect will. He wants us to show the world some things in order that he gets all the glory. He wants to get glory from all of our lives. Young people, he wants to get glory out of your lives as you walk the halls of Mount Juliet, DCA. He wants to get all the glory out of the lives that we live. And lastly, as we prepare to close, reading from verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you. So he was praying not only for those apostles and those disciples at that time, but for those who would come along down through the years, even up until now, right now, he was praying for you and for me. For those who would confess the Lord Jesus with their mouth and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. They would be saved from Romans 10 and 9. We are saved today. That when we die, we'll be absent from the body and present with the Lord. We don't have to walk around being depressed and worried about dying. When we leave here, you'll be present with the Lord, Paul said. People down here will be sad, but they'll get over it. Even at my relative's funeral yesterday, people were sad. But at the end, after the burial, we come back and we, people start eating. The laughter begins. <laughs> people get over it. They still remember you. But as Christians, we have a peace that passes all understanding. We have a joy, unspeakable joy. That life goes on for those who remain here. We have to know Jesus and him crucified and know the power of his resurrection. And lastly, we have to realize that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus also had a desire in verse 24, he said, Father, I desire that they 
also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father. The world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love which you love me may be in them, and I in them. As we close today, let us be one in the Father, in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Let us know Christ, know him better, seek to know him fully, know him in his crucifixion, but know him in his resurrection as well. And that now he lives and sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. Realize that all you have to do is call on him in time of trouble and in need. We have to all realize that we're one of those robbers. One was on one side as he hung on the cross. One was on the other side. And one said that if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other one told him to be quiet. He said, this man has done no wrong, but we die justly. All of us deserve death, but Christ died for us. And all we have to do is get to know him better. And that other robber said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to paradise. <laughs> but I get a glimpse of it as I walk this earth, attempting to know him better, getting closer to the Lord, abiding in him and he abiding in me. He said, abide in me and my, me and my father will abide in you. We live an abundant life. I don't know about you, but life is good. I have ups and downs, but life is good. I love the Lord because one day he heard my cry. Cry out to the Lord. Give him honor, give him praise, give him glory. This is what old Tim declares. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. This is my prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, just continue to draw us closer to you. Cause us to know that your scripture says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Today, right here in this instant, Lord, cause us to call out to you. Whether it be around the altar, whether it be at one seat, cause us to seek you out. We want to know you better. We want to know you fully. We want to know you in your crucifixion and to know you in your resurrection. We want to know about the power of God in your resurrection.
and how the Holy Spirit rose you up. Call somebody today to come forward, whether it's around the altar or at their seat. Cause them to come forward to you in their spirit, seeking to embrace you. Somebody needs you today, Lord, just to hold them in the bosom of your care. We all need encouragement. We all need reassurance. We just want to feel and sense you right now, Lord. Move in us today, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. We acknowledge you in all of our ways, and we know that when we do that, you shall direct our paths. We love you, God. Reveal yourself to us more and more. Manifest yourself to us on a daily basis as we seek you. Bless this church. Bless the leadership. Bless this moment and now anoint the voices as they sing.